Hey, listener, Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. You can play Pick'em. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower total in each stat for this week's games for a chance to win big. You can actually win up to 100 times your money in a single night. That's right. I didn't say 10. I didn't say 20. Up to 100 times your money. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick them entry. My favorite feature, you can make rivals picks. Hit two players against each other. Wembenyama versus Nikola Jokic. Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Norm Powell. Kawhi Leonard versus Steph Curry. Who knows? Maybe Grayson Allen versus Pat Connaughton. You get where I'm going with that. You can do it all with Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you sign up today with the promo code DING. That's D-I-N-G. And get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our promo code DING, D-I-N-G, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick'em special. Must be 18 or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. <laughs> that just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got into trouble. <laughs> they wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality and you're naked and screaming. It's like... <laughs> Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. For more information, go to chinwagpod.fm and find enlightenment through our Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod. R Slash is a hilarious podcast where Dabney Bailey uses ridiculous voices and emotions to read aloud the week's craziest Reddit posts. He reenacts various Reddit threads covering wild stories and secrets, petty revenge, relationships, and much more. So if you're looking for a daily distraction and a laugh, check out R Slash wherever you get your podcasts. When you listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, you get a belly full of laughs and a head full of real information. Our gallimaufry of expert guests answer questions on stuff adults need to know. I have mold in my dwelling. What do I do? What's gerrymandering? What happens chemically when I fall in love? How do I handle a parent-teacher conference? What are microbes? Listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Solve problems, get laughs. 
I'm not in the mood for any of this right now. What's happening? I've been drunk since Tuesday. <laughs> Just one continuous drunken bender. I fell asleep Tuesday not knowing who won the election. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was thinking, oh my God, it, it happened and I missed it. And then I said, do I want to Do I want even know? Do I want to check? So it's like it was like a Schrodinger's election. If I don't know it, it didn't happen. Right. It's now Friday. I still don't know who won. Still hasn't happened. Yeah, maybe by the time you're listening to this podcast, it'll have happened. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows what these Nevada counts, you know? On top of all of that stress and uncertainty, like a lighthouse, the motion picture cats exist to let me know there is a deeper level of hell beyond the one you're experiencing right now, I mean. Your picks have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't, Isn't it? Isn't it? it? It's Isn't possible. It? I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock. It's a fuckhouse. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind. Poppycock. What story? <laughs> what story? <laughs> What are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfucker. <laughs> just remember that. You know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. So I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was, a, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean! Inconsequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm there holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking yeah, all over. Okay. <laughs> The podcast where we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper. That's a broken Amin Al Hassan. That's Anthony Mays. If you have a submission reminder, it needs to be 40% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience or critics score. This week on Cinephobe, we watched the 2019 musical Cats. Cats. Meow. Meow. Cats stars Taylor Swift, Idris Elba, Dame Judi Dench, Jennifer Hudson, James Corden, Jason Derulo, Sir Ian McKellen, Rebel Wilson, Francesca Howard, and Robbie Fairchild. And Le Twins. Yes, the, the, the twins from the Beyonce, every Beyonce video. The French hip-hop dance duo, Larry and Laurent Bourgeois. Okay, sure. I don't like them, by the way. I didn't even notice them. I don't even know who that is. Anytime two people dance exactly alike and they look the same, it's them. It's them in, every any, time? In any vehicle. <laughs> in any vehicle. Even like those old Gene Kelly movies? Yes, it's them. Sorry to get my uh, Tony Medley on, but we got Tony Medley back this week, so I'm feeling feeling nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. for a time when America was great. <laughs> Man, I wish it would be great again. Let me tell you that. You know Taylor Swift from a 2009 episode of CSI, from the movie Valentine's Day, and the movie The Giver. She took... Th- Speaking of, Idris Elba makes his return to Cinephobes since appearing oh, in Takers. Takers. Takers, gents. He's also in a movie called The Take. Repeat offender Idris Elba 
Does he only show up on Cinephobe when he's in movies where he's obsessed with the moon? He is obsessed with the moon. That dude, if I know one thing about Idris Elba, the real life person, he wants to fuck the moon. <laughs> Dame Judi Dench is M from the newer James Bond movies. Dame Judi Dench is an F in this movie. Jennifer Hudson was in Dreamgirls and the Three Stooges. Jennifer Hudson, the Three Stooges, she plays a nun. It's awful. And yet, it doesn't qualify. It doesn't? No. Let me tell you, after I finished Cats this morning, I put on Point Break. Oh, my God. What a delight. Just a cleanser. Oh, my God. Like <laughs> I, I felt like I was furious at Maze once I finished it, right? Because <laughs> here's a little fact about me. I've seen the original Lion King once. I've seen Cats twice. <laughs> What in the world? Man? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's bad when the listeners are now starting to feel concerned for real. Like this week, we had a like a crush of tweets about. Look, I I try to watch every movie you guys do. I'm not watching. I'm just going to listen to the pod this week. Who, who's our listener? Who like I'm not going to watch Cats, and then he watched Cats. He's like, "Fuck you guys." Dayton at Flash Sports. I. Just finished Cats, and I said I wasn't going to watch it, but did, and I'm upset, but I don't think I blame you talking to me. It's Zach and Amin's fault firing missile, and Maze dropped a nuke. Absolutely not. Why is it our fault? We're doing our thing. Yeah, no, that we didn't pick Cats. Maze is the one. Maze, you had a choice. Yeah. I don't have a choice. I'm in this for life, right? He's in a land war with Asia. Maze, you can fly anywhere you want. Fly straight to the moon, baby. <laughs> Pow. You also know James Corden from Ocean's 8 and the Emoji Movie. Jason Derulo has been in an episode of the Lethal Weapon TV show and an episode of Empire. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sir Ian McKellen's X-Men movies uh, as Magneto. Rebel Wilson from Ghost Rider. Oh. Francesca Hayward's first movie. She's apparently a ballerina. I'm going to tell you right now. The notes on this one make That's My Boy seem like horrible bosses too in terms of the details. Because I couldn't turn on the closed captioning. So I just don't know what the fuck they're talking about the whole time. If it makes you feel any better, I mean, I had the captions on and I still don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That does make me feel better. Cats is directed by Tom Hooper. He directed The Danish Girl, Les Miserables, The King's Speech, and Cats. Okay. Why would you name the thing he directed that we just watched as one of the things he's directed? Because I just wanted to emphasize those three movies... And Cats. Are those three movies supposed to be good? Because Les Miserables is boring as fuck. King's Speech, Oscar winner. King's Speech was good. Les Miserables, you know, they're like, oh, he directed a musical and it went pretty well. Yeah, he could do another one. It was trash. It's based on a musical from Andrew Lloyd Webber, who did Phantom of the Opera. That bum. And Jesus Christ Superstar. That broad. It's based on poems from T.S. Eliot, who has a credit as additional crew in Apocalypse Now. That bum. <laughs> that broad. Scream. <laughs> Screenplays by Lee Hall. Was he a gaffer? What was he doing? No, I think it's just they used a quote and now he's got like an additional they got a credit. His estate is just cash and checks off of Apocalypse now. I think he died in the 50s, right? Best boy grip. Screenplay by Lee Hall and director Tom Hooper. Other than a short called Painted Faces, Hooper has no writing credits. Lee Hall wrote War Horse and Rocket Man. And Billy Elliot. More awful movies. Synopsis for Cats is a tribe of cats called the Jellicles must decide yearly which one will ascend to the heavenside lair and come back to a new jellical life. Why? That's what this is about? That's synopsis. That's news to me. All of that is news to me right there. So I just copy and pasted that. Again, I've seen this before. Still no idea what this movie's about. 
I got a lot of questions in this movie. Tagline, who will win? Win what? Three other taglines. The must-see musical event. <sighs> the most joyful event of the holiday season. No. What? And you will believe. What? I don't. I don't know. Is that a callback? I don't know. I don't know. $95 million estimated budget. Jesus, come on. I mean, there's so much CGI in this movie. $115 million estimated promotion and advertising budget. Woo! And this is deadline estimating. They don't they didn't even release these numbers. Gross 27 million in the US, 73.8 million worldwide. It was not the cat's meow. Question. So were the cat people was that makeup and outfits or were they actually CGI? Well, Jason Derulo claims that they had to CGI his dick out of the scene. That's like the piece de resistance of this whole podcast is is that interview. But this motherfucker. They were all CGI. They were wearing like the dots on their face when they were performing. Sure. Why not? It wasn't makeup. Is I was answering a means question. Oh, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> Why not? Sure, whatever, Maze. <laughs> Shut the fuck Before up. Listening to the, yeah, fuck you. Before listening to the rest of this podcast, Cats is available on HBO Max. My algorithm on HBO Max is fucked. <laughs> Cats receives 20% from critics on 319 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, 53% from the audience on over 6,900 ratings. How? I mean, do you like the positive or the negative reviews? 20, like 0.20% or? 20 20.0% on 319 reviews. One out of five dentists love cats. I don't know that I've ever seen this many critic reviews from a movie. So 60 reviewers thought this was a good movie. I read a little over 200 of them. <laughs> All right, let me hear the positives. Wow, everybody's just thinking about the negative. Well, I think the glass is half full. Everybody thinks it's half empty. Richard Brody of The New Yorker. The movie Cats is, forgive the critical jargon, pretty good. Fuck you. David Sims of The Atlantic. Whether you think the imagery is beautiful or nightmarish, this is a film that demands to be looked at. I mean, so do crime scene photos, right? Like, someone has to look at them. Is that a positive review? Yeah, it said it was. Had a little red tomato next to it. David Oliver of USA Today. The movie is outlandish and sexual and confusing. Sexual? But that, that doesn't make it a bad movie. In fact... They took dicks out of this movie! I'm going to call it a good movie. Yo, have any of y'all seen Cats before, by the way? No! Broadway musical? No! Like, I know it exists, but I have never known one thing about it until there's a comedian, Will Miles, who's hilarious. So I saw Cats. No. <laughs> it was not good. I thought it would be good. There's commercials for it. Everybody is always talking about cats. I was like, oh, cats must be really good. Everybody seems to love it. And this is before the movie. And I was like, damn, it must be good. And I get there, and this cat comes out, and it sings and dances. And I was like, all right, I don't like this, but maybe it gets better. This is just the first character. Then this other cat comes out, and it sings and dances. And I was like, great. At least we have the two main characters right here. And that must be what this whole thing is about. They're just going to interact for the rest of the play. And then this other cat comes out, sings and dances, and goes back inside. And then that happens 65 more times over this five-hour span. And the lady next to me was crying. I was like, you crying because this makes no fucking sense? This is the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. 
And it was just cats introing themselves. I'm like, I don't even care. <laughs> Somebody out there is like, yo, bring out another cat. <laughs> that sounds like a more more appropriate synopsis than what we just heard. Sandra Hall of Sydney Morning Herald. While it's far from being perfect or even perfect, it certainly doesn't warrant the abuse that has been heaped upon it. At the very least, it deserves a chance to be abused. Yes. Fuck you down under. How about that, Sandra Hall? Amy Nicholson of Film Week, KPCC, NPR, Los Angeles. I spent most of cats with my hands over my mouth going, what is happening? I had a ton of fun with this. Fuck you. Katie Walsh of Tribune News Services. If you have no prior familiarity with the wordy, purring absurdism of cats, it'll just hit harder and you'll likely have a lot of questions. Yes. That's not a positive, again. Jocelyn Novak of the Associated Press. Does all this work? Well, it depends on how you feel about cats. No. Did you love the show? You'll find stuff to love here. Did you hate it? Ditto. Or maybe you'll have both reactions? That's possible too. That's not a positive review. Okay, now this is this is out of control. Just presenting all of the spectrum of possible reactions to cats. I got two more. Sheila O'Malley of RogerEbert.com. I enjoyed the film for what it is. It's London's Got Talent for the feline set. They're not really cats. <laughs> and then Carrie Langle of Arizona Republic. I didn't hate it. Good for you. Time for the negative reviews. At this point of time, my thought on critics not liking stuff is, then turn it off, you fucking weirdo. You have so many options. People who watch an entire project to hate on it, man, it is so weird to me. Christy Lemire of Film Week, KPCC NPR Los Angeles. Yes, they got two people to review this one. One positive, one negative. boy. It's just baffling, and yet it must be seen. It's bad, but you've got to experience it. No, it doesn't must be seen. No, I don't have to experience it. My life was complete. That's what I thought kind of when I picked it. You hadn't seen it, Mace? I hadn't seen it. I remember the hubbub when it came out. I remember all the stories about it. I thought it, I thought it could be interesting. Uh, my mistake. My mistake. Go fuck yourself. Chandler Levac of Globe and Mail. The worst thing about cats, and I was forced to see two cat burglars essentially drape a string of pearls around the scruff of Hayward in the obvious foray to a cat threesome, is that it was made in the first place. Oh, wow. I did not pick up on that. That was what was happening? Oh, yeah. They were trying to fuck. At some point, I gave up and trying to figure out whether everyone was trying to fuck or they just... Lucy Goosey. John Anderson of Wall Street Journal. Artistically, it's a hairball. There's no story to speak of. Mr. Weber's music is immediately forgettable. And like a cat standing at an open door, it takes forever to get where it's going. John Anderson, come on down, man. Be a guest on Cinephobe. <laughs> Scott Tobias of NPR. It's hard to know how to react to cats other than gape in slack-jawed amazement that the dare has continued for so long. Peter Howell of the Toronto Star. Cats turns the most vacuous stage musical of the 1980s into a big screen litter box for the hammiest of stars to unload into. Yes. Does that mean come Into a litter box? No, it's probably fecal. All right, gotcha. Adam Graham of Detroit News. Woof. No, meow. Ty Burr of the Boston Globe. Oh, God, my eyes. <laughs> Peter DeBruge of Variety. Sadly, this uneven eyesore turns out to be every bit the jellical catastrophe the haters anticipated. A half-digested hairball of a movie. I can't wait till we start go- getting into the details of this. Two more. Peter Badshaw of The Guardian. Of the thought of the thought of what on earth to do now, pretend to be cats, says the director. The reply, me? How? I didn't really understand that one, but I was hoping you guys could explain. Is it just is that supposed to be a song? Me how? Oh. And then Jenny Miller of NBC News Think. 
perhaps the least chill Broadway musical of all time. It's so unchill. Oh, fuck you. Even though you're on my side, fuck you. I mean, what's your first note? Is this a musical? <laughs> you didn't know? What? You've never heard of this? No, I've heard of Cats. I know Cats is a musical on Broadway. But every time they adapt a musical into a movie, I always hold out like a sliver of hope. Like, yes, no one wants to sit and listen to that singing for two fucking hours. So like Chicago, you thought maybe it's just not a musical. I thought it was going to be like Grease. That's what I always say. Grease is my, that's a, Grease is a good musical, right? Like they have dialogue, they have a story, they have characters, and every once in a while they sing. It's real rapey. Not every other fucking word is a song like this, like Hamilton, like um, Le Miserable, like Fan of the Opera. I get two words of dialogue, and then we oh, we back to singing again. And so automatically, once I realized it was a musical, I wrote phobe. <laughs> like, I didn't even need to know anything else. My first note, music starts, and I don't know how to describe it other than phobe. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Two for two. There's a place called the Egyptian. A car is driving, and human cats are climbing everywhere trying to see what's in it. And I wrote, the faces on these cats are fucking hilarious. This is the worst possible idea for a movie adaptation is what I wrote. A woman throws a pillowcase and drives away. Cats converge on the pillowcase and this white dude cat is getting real curious. Cats surround the case as the female feline rips out of the pillowcase and they all scatter. And that's what I wrote. Hold on. Are we supposed to be sexually attracted to these cats? Wow. I never had that question. But I want to point out, every time he says cats, there are no extras here that are actual cats. No. These are all humans. And they're like small, but they're big? I couldn't figure out the scale. And they sometimes they move like cats, but sometimes they're upright, and it just looks horrendous. And we, we built these kitties! <laughs> we, we built these kitties on CGI! One of my favorite references is that episode of Fresh Prince where they have to pretend that they're, you know, that it's a dream for that big guy in the yeah, apartment and the way Carlton, yeah, the way Carlton moves. That's how all these cats move. We're not here. Right. <laughs> That's exactly how everyone moves. I wrote, they're singing about asking if this cat is a cat. They're just asking annoying fucking rhetorical questions. Is that what they were singing? Because I wrote, I can't turn on closed captioning in this hotel, so I have no idea what they're singing. I, I literally, I would catch every third word. And I, what's, all I, I kept writing, jelly cats? What is, what is a jelly cat? Jellicles can, and jellicles do. I don't know what the fuck that means. So I, the first time I saw this movie was in the theater. And I went and saw it with, with our friend Nitz. I thought you were going to say it with Mo Daco. <laughs> no, we both got super high. But I got too high. I got too high before the movie and didn't really, you know, time things out well. Have you ever seen Senate Woman? On weed? That's the way to see it, man. It's just whack. And so I was not fully, like, able to pay attention. So the whole, like, the first 45 minutes of the movie, the first time I saw it, I thought they were singing about genital cats, not jellical. I thought the word was genital. So I thought it was like, wow, this is really a movie about cats fucking. It kind of is, though. Sort right? of, right. Here's the thing that really confused me. I'm sitting here, and I'm obviously I don't know what the words are. And then I make out jellical, but I don't know what that means. And then I realize this is what I hate more than anything. This is why I hated Hamilton. I hate any piece of content, motion picture, whatever, 
that makes grand assumptions that you know what the fuck they're talking about. You would have loved some exposition. I mean, just a little bit. The thing that's crazy about this movie is that all the songs are exposition, but they're not intelligible. Right, yeah. It's exposition if you already knew the exposition. Right. Which isn't exposition. We either get movies that have too much exposition or clearly not enough. None. Like, I need the right amount of exposition. Give me a dollop of exposition. Okay, Goldilocks. I thought they kept saying genitals can and genitals do. And I was like, these cats want to fuck. It's they true, sure though. Do. Genitals can and genitals do. And they do, yeah. And so I have no idea what jellical means. I still don't know. And I said, I don't care to look it up. I refuse. Maze is a fucking terrorist. I will make sure he rents every fucking pick of mine until the end of time or we murder each other on the train. If this were on the train, we would have fought. A hundred percent. We would have a hundred percent. I thought there was no chance of me finishes this movie. Zero. You know what, man? I'm lucky I watched it with somebody, so that that's the only thing that kept me going to the end. You subjected somebody to this? Yes. And then did you not bail because you didn't you didn't want to bail in front of this person? In the end, I was the one trying to bail. Like, no, 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 no. Let's finish it. Oh my god. This is getting interesting. I'm getting the, the movie explained to me. I'm like, what? They're going to heaven? To that? To the heavy place? What? My next note. What city is this supposed to be? Manhattan? New York Kitty? I thought it was Paris because there's some French ones and they reference Marseille, I think, at one point. But it's London. Idris Elba jumped onto a billboard and it changed to his face. And then everyone's looking at the moon. There's a black cat. And when I mean black cat, I don't mean he's his first black. I mean, he's clearly an African-American cat. You know how I knew? Yeah. Because he had chains on. Is that one of the twins? No. <laughs> Are you cock of Zuwak? Then Idris Elba is a pimp cat. So the hat, so the fur coat. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I see what we're doing here. And later when Jason Derulo gets his big number, I'm oh, like, yeah. there you go. Yep. There you go. Yep. I wrote... I realize how little I know about cats because of this movie. No, no, no. I've never had a cat. I don't think this has anything to do with it cats. It has nothing to do with real cats. The title of the movie is Cats, and all they sing about are being cats. And they're wrong. What are you talking about? I can't do this with you today, Zach. It's not about alligators. Zach, I, I don't have the energy bandwidth to do this today, man. I don't. I really don't. I wrote, I also don't think the makers of this movie know anything about cats. Let me just say this right now. In case you you feel like turning off this podcast in the middle. It's a phobe for me. (laughs) That's one. (laughs) And two, the only question for me is Theodore Rex, Jupiter Ascending, After Earth, Cats, rank them. No, it's it's cats. The absolute worst, right? Yeah. Yeah. Theodore Rex's reign of terror is over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's funny. Zach, you, me and you are in this war, and, like, I gladly watch every single movie you've suggested yeah. 17 times before I've ever watched Cats again. Yeah, somehow this is bringing us together. And normally, when we watch a bunch of terrible shit, it changes our expectations and our standards. So we're coming off a run of unabashed terror. And we're still saying this. I'll just say, whatever Amin's next pick is, file. Wow. Wow. Compared to this piece of shit, my next note, Claus Vegas? <laughs> I was trying to figure out what city it was. It took me a while to figure out they were in London. The mystical divinity of unashamed felinity. What? Jellical songs for jellical cats. The only character name I know is Veronica, right? Veronica? Victoria. Vic- okay. So you don't so even know that one. <laughs> 
I don't know any character's name. They're rhyming for rhyming's sake. Maze, are you are you quoting Macklemore right now? What's happening? They will rhyme anything with Jellicle, including Delphic Oracle cats. I don't understand any of the words you're saying. What does that mean? What are you talking about? Are you speaking English? Why are they so creepy looking? They're just naming different types of cats, but it's like romantic and clerical and magical, not brands of cats. I guess breeds of cats. Who fucking cares? In all caps, what are they saying? All the cats stop singing and run away as Idris shows up to talk to the new cat. He says McCavity will win the ball this year. What does that mean? He's singing in the third person. Well, it took me a while to figure that out. Again, how am I supposed to know? He jumps up on a big poster of his face with his name on it. I didn't read it. My next note, his tail is erect. <laughs> how much time in the makeup chair every day may just explain apparently none because it's all CGI. Right. That makes sense because I did a Christmas special one time on Sports Nation and I had to dress up as an elf and so they got me prosthetic elf ears and like same skin tone and everything and it took us like a good 90 minutes just to get ears on. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine how much work it would be to put these people into cat costumes but I guess they didn't. There was no work at all. They just wore some makeup on their face and just... I don't know. I was going to say something really not oh, appropriate. McCavity is apparently a magician pimp and a monster of depravity. <laughs> Accurate. And then he disappears as a cat and a top hat rescues her. He hisses. He's the first hiss of the movie. And he also does, cat got your tongue? Yo, I will say this. Every time he flees a scene is fucking hilarious because he just says a word. He just says a word. McCavity. McCavity. <laughs> and we'll just, and then go. All right, we find out the new cat's name is Victoria. Apparently, they think it's a dumb name. They have to have three different names. A name the family gives you, like Augustus or James or Rita, a particular peculiar dignified name, and a name the cat knows but will never confess. And then I wrote, is this cat the fucking Riddler? I didn't understand anything that was happening in this scene. And then they just keep whisper chanting, name. Name. Yeah. Name. I started chanting too. Whispering in harmony. We're just going to whisper. We're in a graveyard. It's creepy. We're whispering. They were in a graveyard? I started chanting phobe. Phobe. <laughs> phobe. Now they're doing interpretive dance and I wrote, this is like if the Jabberwockies had no talent but all gumption. I guess she's trying to figure out what her own secret name is? I don't know. She looks scared in every fucking scene. She looks terrified in every scene. She's not an actress. She's a ballet dancer. Maybe she was scared of the reviews. Then there's Mr. Mistopheles. He interrupts with his name, plays with a top hat, and says he's a, he's magical. And then I wrote, he's a fucking terrible magician. And he, like, falls and yeah. shoots a bouquet out of his sleeve. I didn't realize he was supposed to be magical. I didn't even realize there was magic in this until... The scene where they transport Judy Dench. Spoiler alert. To a pirate ship. It was a barge. It was a trash barge. So what did you think Idris Elba was doing this whole time? I don't know. <laughs> they say Jellicle every four words. So I think they want to go far into the sky to be reborn into the life they've always wanted. They have to sing a song to be chosen. And the song is about who they are and what they do. This is my first time learning any of this. My next note. Meow me? Still trying to figure out what city it was. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, I got you. Now they're going to go to some apartment for a Gumby cat, and it's Rebel Wilson. So it is Gumby. Jenny Any Dots, the Gumby cat. Like Gumby. Yeah. Like Gumby and Pokey. I.E., but yeah. That, is that a term? I don't think any of these words are words, because if it's T.S. Eliot, dude's notorious for making fake words. My next note is LMAO. As I'm watching this movie, I heard 
the loudest fucking cat fight in the parking lot next to my building. Nice. Like legit, this cat fight went on for a good two minutes. Did you file it? It was so much better than this movie. But I was just like, what are the odds? I've never heard a cat fight in two years living here. Never. I'm not comfortable looking at Rebel Wilson with her legs spread out like that. I know that's not nice or woke or whatever. I'm just not comfortable. Like she she just had her legs spread out the whole time. And I was just like, I've never seen cats lay down like that. I don't know why you feel like you need to do that in your own interpretation. Cats break into her apartment. Gumby cat. What? what? (laughs) You want me to do homework? I'm not doing homework. She sings about how when everyone's asleep, the Gumby cat gets to work. I was like, what does that mean? Then we find out that she turned mice in the apartment into basically musical slavery. She's taught them music, crocheting, and tatting because their behavior is bad. That is a song. What? In case you're still listening, you didn't turn it off, but now you're thinking about turning it off. Let, I just give you right now. That was my golden dumpster. This whole scene right here with the diddly dubs, the mice performing, and then she goes into her own little shuck and jive afterward. That's that's that. Yeah, she does a little bit of scatting, you know, as an Australian should do. Golden dumpster. It, it was shimmering. She's got a tap dance roach army, and she keeps eating them. They dance all over a cake, which is not sanitary. This was a lot. This was an addition. Yeah, I, I don't think any of this was actually in the play. She also unzips her fur at one point. Yeah, I didn't understand to that. To reveal a pink marching band outfit on underneath. Jason Derulo interrupts, says her choreography is too old school, and he's a curious oh cat. And I wrote, does my he have a British God. accent? Is he from Miami? Miami. Miami. Miami, excuse me. Of course, the black cat gets a The Wiz type song. Right, you can hear the quote and funk, <laughs> funk, and oh, give it a little funk to it, so it's like everyone will know. It's so urban. it's for the nigger cat. Oh. Like, go ahead, right? His comment on the choreography was because it was a classic Busby Berkeley shot of them dancing from above. Then I wrote, "Is that Jason Derulo?" Jason Derulo. Mm, meow and meow head. Let's dance. Meow. What you say? Yeah, that you folded anyway. Well, of course you did. They're putting roaches in a briefcase. Rebel thinks he got neutered because of the high notes. He says if you offer him fish, he'll always want a feast. And I wrote, tension? For he will do as he do do, and there's no doing anything. A bow, a wow, a wow, out it, no. I gotta say, Maze, I could do without the actual lyrics. Yes, please, let's I, stop. It's really stop. bothering me to Just have to hear them again. stop. He doesn't like cuddles, but loves to muddle. They're in a diner, he screams milk. Is he singing about how awesome he is? Is he trying to fuck? Are they all trying to fuck Veronica? Well, I think so. I think that's what it is, right? She's new in town. They're all trying to get, like, the first the first poke at her. That's part of it, but also it's like a talent show or something. <laughs> I'm new in town. <laughs> We're in new in town. We've never had sex before. <laughs> he runs out of a diner and hisses at Jennifer Hudson. Then he just runs away. And I wrote, I got a problem. (laughs) Are you having fun? Were you having fun watching this movie? Watching the movie? 
Yes, it sounds like you were having fun while you're writing all these. I'm having fun doing the podcast. I did not enjoy this movie. Jennifer Hudson, I got a real problem. Oh. Because A, she's crying like a bitch in every (laughs) fucking scene. And there's snot coming out of her nose. Constantly. There is no other animal in this movie that had snot coming out of its nose. But they made sure she was always very snotty. And indeed, as the movie went on, they increased the snot levels. And I'm just like... Wipe it off with your tail. Victoria approaches Hudson cautiously, and then I wrote the note, holy shit, Joe Biden is less than 20,000 votes behind Trump in Pennsylvania with 275,000 votes still to count. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Tropical. Future callback. Hudson is Grizabella the Glamour Cat? They seem to be mocking her. Is the Glamour Cat for the Nasty Cat supposed to be like a fat dude being called Tiny? I don't know. She cries and slinks away. She was a star and then went with McCavity. She lives in the wasteland now. But it all looks like a wasteland. Like I couldn't tell that she was in a less desirable part of town because it all looks very not desirable. James Corden's name is Bustopher Jones. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, Corden. Corden might be, yo. I, like, you might have to have a conversation with your agent and be like... <laughs> <laughs> bro what are we doing here yeah man that dude's got so much money i think he's fine no i mean but that's exactly why that's exactly why maybe he had a fondness for it i don't know no someone told him this was gonna be a good look this is gonna be your <laughs> crossover into like more dramatic roles he owns his fatness i wrote this is a body positive movie jenny says he wants to be reborn thin so he can get fat again McCavity says rebel should be famous and then she evaporates bustopher cannot stop eating just left and right. I thought at first that McCavity did the Thanos snap. Oh, okay. I didn't notice. I just thought she went away. At this point, I also said, wait, are we in London? <laughs> they can't launch him into the air because he's too fat. He breaks the fourth wall. Right, well, that's not going to work, is it? Okay? Look at you and look at me, and you know, you know that I'm sensitive about my size. Okay? And yet you embarrass me. You. <laughs> that's what I say to you. <laughs> Okay, now listen, you'll never get me up there on your own. So let's gather up a few more of the cats and we'll try again, shall we? He goes into some trash bin with alcohol and Jason Derulo having a threesome. Is that what was happening? I think so. I don't know. He's with two other cats. I thought they were female. I don't know. Rum Tum Tugger is down in the bottom of a trash can with two hoes, a bottle of champagne. I'm sorry? What'd you just say? What's his name? Rum Tum Tugger. That sounds racist. He's just singing about all the garbage that he eats. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's all it is. Each of the garbage cans has a different name on it. McCavity tricks him into jumping into a never-ending trash chute. I wrote, that's also another name for this movie. Everybody left except two cats who grabbed Victoria. And I wrote, are they swinger cats? Are they cat burglars? They break in and they're just being dicks. Just tearing up an apartment. Yeah, they like to steal shit and fuck shit up. Mongo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Rumple Teaser? Maybe you have to have cats to like this movie. I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think even cat lovers love this movie. They're loading her up with jewelry, trying to get her into a threesome. They break a vase. Vaz. 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 Vase. Vase. <laughs> Maz. Anthony Maz. <laughs> and escape when it come, when it makes a bunch of noise. Victorious or Victoria's stuck on the bed because of the jewelry. The magician cat comes in to save her. Eat shit again. Yeah, this dude's so fucking clumsy. Was that Robert Pattinson? No. No. Looks like him, though. Mm. Throw a bone. He's distracted. They escape. They really look like they were about to fuck right there. Yeah. She got a pearl necklace choking her. I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) 
Revel and I mean, Corp. like, Deuce Bigelow was, was smoother than this, more subtle than this. And they had a dick nose go into an open throat hole. Yes. Revel and Corden are chained to a barge in the middle of the Thames. The middle of what? The Thames River. Oh, the river. Okay. The Terror of the Thames. Stupid pronunciation for that river, by the way. It is. McCavity is keeping his competition chained up. It appears that Idris Elba is a taker of cats. <laughs> when he flees the scene, he goes, Meow! Meow! Clip that in, Mace. Meow! French from The Departed is a cat called Growl Tiger. Oh, he is a repeat offender. Yeah, he is. Oh, way to sneak that in there, Ray Winstone. There are 70 minutes left. Okay. Now it's time to see Old Deuteronomy, which is Dame Judy Dench. Took me a long, long time to figure out that that was the cat's name. That's the one thing I did look up. Turns out Dame Judy Dench thinks her character is transgender. And I'm like, the fuck does that have to do with the role or how you played it? That's a historically male part, apparently. It says in the trivia. Yeah. They're all in awe of her. I wrote, this cat is old as fuck. <laughs> Sir Ian McKellen is also there. He's also old as fuck. He's lurking. She looks like the cowardly lion. She does. And he, Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, sounds like the cowardly lion in this movie. Yes, no, ho, hi, oh, my eye. The part where he goes on stage, I don't even know what part of it is. And he just starts talking and I'm like, oh, wait, is he supposed to be? Oh, he is singing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the worst part about every song in a musical is they always start like they, right. they lull you into like no he's just talking oh shit that part Ryan fuck talk singing I wrote Judy what the fuck Sir Ian why and then I wrote is this movie about a cat is lucky when it dies I mean is that what's happening and then Sir Ian McKellen says mao 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 like Buster Rhymes going yah 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 <laughs> Would this movie make more sense if I knew what Jellicle meant? No. They're chanting about how they clean themselves. My next note is, does this cat have suspenders? I don't remember any of this. Oh, we're already up to him, huh? They're doing yoga. I mean, if I miss something integral to the plot, please let me know. Nothing is integral to the plot when there is no plot. It's quite genius. And then my next note, I just remember this movie started with a woman throwing a cat in a pillowcase. (laughs) I wrote, none of these cats are going to fuck? Are all of them going to fuck? Jason Derulo says it's party time and says, with your permission, of course. And I wrote, again, phobe. Cats are dance battling. They're bullying Jennifer Hudson. A couple of them are wearing Chuck Taylors. <laughs> Not the anachronism? Yeah. So then I started looking at all the feet of the cats. Trying to, have they all been wearing shoes this whole time? They haven't. There's a lot of furious dancing in this scene. As the music picks up, Lay Twins get a solo. Oh, they're the ones wearing Chuck Taylors. <laughs> I guess this is good dancing, but I'm so confused about what the point is. <laughs> I'm in no position to judge that. I'll judge it. Judy Dench looks like a character from the live-action He-Man movie from the 80s, <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Thundercats! Did all these cats just dance themselves into a collective orgasm? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they all collapse on the ground at the same time. Well, everyone picked up on that. <laughs> How could you not? They all came. I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe they had a different, like, what was, I don't know. Well, all their erect tails were in sync this entire time as well. Then Grizabella's singing another sad song, and I was like, oh, do I recognize this? Yes, I do. This is the only song from this movie that I actually recognize. She's singing Memories. Is this, like, the song from Cats? And then I wrote, why am I asking you two jackfucks? 
I mean, this is the so- only song I recognize. She's crying because she's washed. I've sang it before on the pod, and I, our, <laughs> yeah. my my memory is that I messed up the lyrics. I thought you it was did. about feelings. You feelings, nothing. <laughs> I wrote, you know what Jennifer Hudson is kind of doing here? Singing her ass off. Oh, she definitely sings her ass off. That, that, that one's she not. She can belt it. She runs away from Victoria. Victoria's singing at her about following her home. Said she has beautiful ghosts. I feel like my brain is turning into a puddle of cream. Stop quoting this movie. Yes, Victoria uh, would like to see her make the jellical choice. Sir Ian is licking a plate. Okay, him laughing from the bowl. <laughs> and he's startled when he's interrupted. That is world-class acting your ass off. Apparently, he's Gus the theater cat. So we have Mr. Misophiles, Bustopher, McCavity, Deuteronomy, and Gus. These are the names. And Mungo Jerry, Tantamile, Syllabub, Griddlebone, Jemima, Jelly Lorem. Jemima? Jemima. Caricopat. It's racist. Monkey Strap. And Gus. And Victoria. And then I wrote, did Gus just make lightning happen? There's no way Judy Dench is still that flexible because she throws a leg up. And Cavity's trying to get Gus's autograph. He closes the book. <laughs> Gus disappears. And he just elbow goes, McCavity! 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 Everybody is excited about some fucking railway cat. Skimbleshanks. He controls the trains. And then I wrote, oh, fuck, it's the cat with the suspenders. I thought they were overalls, but yeah, they're like high-waisted pants with suspenders. Something about me, I do love tap dancing. It's one of my secret pleasures. I can listen to people tap dance all day. Okay. I never seek it out, but when tap dancing's in front of me, I'm in. Was this like the eye of the storm for you then? No. Oh. The eye of the storm was the credits. (laughs) I shut it off before I could even get there. They're (laughs) dancing all over these train tracks. I just want to make sure you guys know, I'll make sure we all die on the train. Oh, I guess this is a train movie after all. No, it's not. It is a train movie. And then I wrote, Paris, France, Singapore, Prague. (laughs) And then I wrote, he just fucking levitated by spinning and disappearing. McCavity, you sly son of a bitch. McCavity! Who's McCavity? That's Idris Elba. Okay. Taylor Swift comes down, riding a crescent moon. She's singing about McCavity. She got a shaker that says catnip and dumps it out like glitter. Was she new or did she or did she just... No, she was new. Okay, because I got confused. I was like, wait, is that Taylor Swift? Has she been here this whole time? I don't know because everyone looks the same. He's the master criminal apparently. Why? Because he's black? Yes, that's exactly why. Why is she singing about him? Why is she dosing everyone? <laughs> She's like the the lead prostitute. Bottom bitch. What's a catnip about, though? Catnip, like, hypnotizes cats, right? Is that like crack? I think so. I don't know what it does. Is it like a love potion number nine or something? Is she the CIA introducing crack into the community, but then everyone's going to blame Idris Elba, <laughs> the black guy, for, for selling crack? Stringer Bell? He is the Napoleon of crime. By far, Jennifer Hudson is a better singer than her. Like, it's not close. That's not a hot take there, guy. These cats are high as fuck. They're just ripping off It Wasn't Me from a cavity. He makes Deuteronomy teleport. He wants to be the Jellicle choice. He's the only contestant left. They magically create a lit stairway to the moon with a cat face in it. Mm. Is it Deuteronomy's choice? Yes. Why? I don't know. She's the Jellicle leader and she makes the Jellicle choice, I mean. What does that mean? Makes the Jellicle choice to give a new life. You go to the heavy side layer. You just repeated what I asked you. That doesn't mean, yeah, that's not answering the question. But they just keep repeating it over and over again. It's got to mean something, right? Deuteronomy says never. She judges a cat by its soul. He's got soul. I've got plenty of soul. Racist. He teleports her to the barge. 
they're going to make her walk the plank. And I wrote, what is this? Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> the catnip cats realize she's been taken away. 33 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say 33 minutes later because they're so high. <laughs> yes. They will. Also, there's a point in this movie where the movie should end and it doesn't. It just keeps going. And that was probably the most confusing part. Yeah, it's when they throw the cat out the car in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. They want the fraud magician cat to be a magician. Find her and all the missing cats. They're trying to sing some confidence into him. So this is the scene where A, I realize magic plays a part in this movie. Yeah. And B, this is the moment right now when you just said it. I realize they've been kidnapping cats. I did not know that they were kidnapped cats. Now, did you realize it or He's the person you watched it with explained it to you? No, I, I didn't realize it. You're telling me right now. Oh, now you're <laughs> That part about their kidnapped oh, cats, gotcha. I did not know. Catnapped cats. He's a... Uh... He's failing to bring her it's, to the. He tried it bed. so many times. I tried to ignore. Cat napped. See, because it's a cat, and he napped it. And I just wrote, "This cat is a fucking fraud." Even if he eventually brings her here, he's a fraud. Do it on the first time. This cat's walking the plank, and you're fucking around with this song. I just kept thinking about how much I hate Twilight. He just made mice appear out of his hat. Where's Deuteronomy fraud? 0 for 2 on this magic trick. 0 for 3. Fraud. Smash cut to Jason Derulo's cringe reaction that is a meme for this entire movie. <laughs> Victoria is the only <laughs> one singing for him. Now they all join in. This cat sucks. He's using a pencil as a magic wand. 0 for 4. Fraud. And then she's behind him. And I wrote, explain cats wearing fur coats in this movie. Is this like when we wear leather? Are they wearing someone else's fur? That's what I'm curious. Or is that cat fur? No. I think it's cat fur, bro. That's disgusting. Yeah, man. It's pretty intense. That's fucked up. There's more than one way to skin a cat. I'm going to skin you on the train. Bring your knife. Pack your knives. I wrote, I'll believe in this magician cat if he can make the final 25 minutes of this movie disappear. Spoiler alert, he could not. He goes flying through the air, ejaculating cards all over the place. Yeah, he really comes those cards. And then he's levitating instruments while they play. McCavity is on the barge and he's pissed. Victoria is after Hudson again. He takes Taylor Swift with him. Rebel escapes. Corden and suspenders help out Gus. Corden spits a hairball at Growl Tiger. Gus pushes him off the plank. She freed herself by unzipping herself again. She couldn't do that the whole time? It didn't make sense at all. Like, what would... Un- Imagine being tied up and you're wearing a jacket. You're like, I know what I'll do. I'll just unzip this jacket. <laughs> the chains don't miraculously stick to the jacket. You're still tied up. Now Victoria's singing memories at Jennifer Hudson. She's stealing her song, and I write, okay, I'm going to bed, but I'll finish this in the morning. I'm not a mean. <laughs> you know, it would have made a lot more sense if Taylor Swift sang that song to Jennifer Hudson. That's true. And this is when you uh, texted me that you're going to murder me. Yep, 100%. Put that in evidence. I don't care. I did it. Yeah, motive. Motive in court. Yeah, give me the full sentence. I'll take it for this. <laughs> if they're going to find you not guilty <laughs> on, the, on the basis that he had it coming. <laughs> The judge has seen cats, so it's fine. They understand. Uh, she brings Hudson into the main performance area. And I wrote, is this what Andrew Lloyd Webber thinks cats do when we're, we're not watching? I don't understand what this is about. I think you really have to ask yourself what kind of person would have this come out of their imagination. It's the opposite of how I feel about 
Rick and Morty. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't marvel. Rick and Morty, I'm always like, how the fuck did they come yeah. up with this? This is insane. Like, this is a level of genius I could never even comprehend. This, I'm like, you said this out loud and people around you was hyping you up and said, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. You're like, people, agents read scripts and say, yo, this is the one, this is a banger right here. Yeah, this is it. Studio, y'all saw it? Y'all saw the dailies? And we're like, more money. Put more money into it. I feel like Cats is kind of like the Nexium cult. No, because they at least fuck. Yeah. They don't just ride. Yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber's just out here nuzzling all his fans. Hudson singing Memories again. This movie just replays the same two songs over and over. She's a cry singing like that TikTok dancer. If you touch me, you'll understand what happiness is. What? The snot on her face is so distracting. It's awful. It made me really uncomfortable. It's all shiny and like, do cats get snot? She drops to a knee mid-song. Victoria is singing with her now. She's building her back up. And I wrote, do all these cats need others to sing them into doing their fucking jobs? Do we have to sing Maze into making a good pick for once? As she gets back up, the snot has now increased in volume and texture. Yeah. And I just keep thinking to myself, the director said she doesn't look sad enough. Makeup. Some more snot in here. Is it CGI snot? It's probably CGI. It's probably that second pass that he made to add more CGI snot. I can't tell if this cat has tits or not. Are they supposed to? Uh, yeah, I've been. That was one of the things I spent <laughs> a lot of a lot of the movie trying to ascertain. Song over. About twelve minutes left. Accounting for credits. Our credits usually five minutes long. I just always assume five for credits. So this is the part where I'm like, wait, it should have just been over. So they sent Jennifer Hudson to heaven. And the other dude is gone. And why is this movie still continuing? And then Judy Dench is trying to give me a lecture. And I'm like, lady, I don't know what you're saying. Right. I don't understand. You give me a lecture on something that I haven't been, I haven't followed this whole time. Victoria starts doing ballet. <laughs> I guess this is the reason they got her. They pick Hudson for a new life. She rides off in a hot air balloon. McCavity tries to ride it too, falls onto a statue. His magic's gone. All the cats are reunited. Ineffable. Did they just send this cat into the sun? This is the dumbest fucking movie we've ever done, and I picked Good Luck Chuck. The mystical divinity of unashamed felinity. 20%. 20. Judy is singing about us learning enough about cats to understand their character. That was the lesson? What lesson? She's doing this while breaking the fourth wall. What character? So first a memory I'll jog and say a cat is not a dog. My note, what is this fucking lecture? <laughs> Just end this shit. They want us to feed them and call them by their name. A cat's entitled to expect these evidences of respect. So this is this and that is that. And that's how you address a cat. Got it. Roll credits. So, I mean, you did not stay for the after credit scene. No, I, where, where Nick Fury shows up and recruits uh, Victoria. I wrote Nick Fury, asked them to become Avengers. It's where Idris Elba sacrifices himself to save Thor. And then he fucks the moon. McCavity! You truly are a <laughs> jellical cat. Trivia. <laughs> Trivia.
Cats. The cast attended cat school for preparation, according to Taylor Swift. What does that mean? We would literally do hours on end of barefoot crawling on the floor, hissing at each other, and I saw something that it said up to three months of that. What? Cat school. Just call Halle Berry, man. Like, that's all you needed to do. This is our second cat movie. Catwoman was like fucking uh, Apocalypse Now or, or, or Goodwill Hunting. Oh, he also starring or- T.S. Eliot. There's the additional <laughs> crew. <laughs> Originally intended to be a traditionally animated movie before Tom Hooper became the director. Meet the Hooper, the all-star family. In an article published in April 2020 on the Daily Beast website, visual effects artists speaking on condition of anonymity said that they had six months to produce the early two-and-a-half-minute trailer and then only four months to produce the full film. Visual effects artists were spending 90-hour weeks and even sleeping under their desk in some cases to get the film done on time. This time crunch, along with a cantankerous working relationship between the visual effects team and Tom Hooper, are the root of the problems with the film, according to the article. No, they're not. Um, Look, rest easy, everyone on the team. Y'all ain't the root. The root is this movie is fucking awful. You have no plot. You have no character development. The musical's awful. Andrew Lloyd Webber is awful. Fraud. This movie and Tom Hooper, fucking awful. Fuck all of you. Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman turned down roles. They were both in Les Miserables for Tom Hooper and smartly avoided this one. Judy Dench was originally cast in the 1981 London stage production, but dropped out due to a torn Achilles. It won Razzie's for Worst Picture, Worst Director, Tom Hooper, Worst Supporting Actor, James Corden, Worst Supporting Actress, Rebel Wilson, Worst Screen Combo, and Worst screenplay famously two days after its release universal pictures announced they would be releasing a new version with updated cgi and one week after its release it was revealed that tom hooper edited and recut the film after it was panned by critics they did not save it bomba Lorena lounging in a lighted crescent moon sign sprinkling powder from a can marked catnip is a reference to a large sign depicting a lighted crescent moon with a cocaine spoon that hung in the infamous studio 54 nightclub during the late 70s and early 80s if any of our listeners by any chance i know this is a long shot if any of them know someone who knows andrew lloyd Webber, i want to fight him wow wow Wow. I want to set up a fist fight. Buffalo Wild Wings. At Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, look, let me just say this. Corden got nominated for Worst Supporting Actor. He won. I'm here to tell you that he was not the worst person. No, he's not even like one of the five worst, in my opinion. Rebel Wilson was horrendous. Jason Derulo was awful. They're all bad. Robert Pattinson. (laughs) Robert Pattinson, you get the Razzie even though you weren't in this movie. He's basically in it. Both Rebel Wilson and Idris Elba are allergic to cats in real life. So am I. Allergic to this movie. Tom Hooper became the fourth person to direct a Best Picture Oscar winner and a Worst Picture Razzie winner, joining Michael Cimino, Deer Hunter in Heaven's Gate, Kevin Costner, Dances with Wolves and The Postman, and Peter Farrelly, Green Book, and Movie 43. Wait, Peter Farrelly directed Green Book? Yep, we went over this on the Movie 43 pod. We did. Oh, wow. Jellicle or Jellicles is said or sung 128 times throughout the film, not including the closing credits. Uh, I've got a tweet from Jack Waz, March 17th, 2020. A VFX producer friend of a friend was hired in November to finish some of the 400 effect shots in Cats. His entire job was to remove CGI buttholes that had been inserted a few months before, which means that somewhere out there, there exists a butthole cut of cats. Why would you do that? Hashtag release the butthole cut started trending because of this tweet. I 
kind of want to see that version. I th- I kind of feel like we did. Because <laughs> Derulo's in it. Speaking of Jason Derulo, during an interview on Sirius XM's Andy Cohen Live, Jason Derulo lamented that his Instagram famous bulge was no longer present in the movie version of Cats. You're in tights and cats. It makes me think maybe they... CGI'd the dick out. Yes. Yeah, they did. They did CGI. I, I noticed that. <laughs> did they? Yeah. I, you I could think see, that I could they see. airbrushed your penis out of the 125%. Really? I literally, oh, I, could, I could see it in the trailer for sure. Re- you're like, they took my genitalia out of the cats. 120%. Wow. Because sure. when you were shooting it, you were like, hey. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, for sure. It was It was actually hilarious. Uh, Oscar. Re- Rebel Wilson was talking about, <laughs> talking about it on a, on a show we were on. She was like... She was like, "Yeah, I mean, we were we were all naked, and I yeah." She, cause the guy was like, "Yeah, because you know the anaconda pictures, she right? Like, yeah, mm. I was around that for four months. I know exactly. She knows <laughs> the ins and outs of it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, did you were you surprised that they air? I mean, I guess that Rum Tum Tar. I mean, it, it, he's no, not, not known for being like hung. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he could. That could have been a new thing. Though. It could have. Uh, I would uh, guess what? I would have been there fucking opening day. No, I think you know to to make it as like cat like as possible. I think that's what it was about. You know, more Jason Derulo. For the longest time, I was trying to figure out what's the perfect first role. Cats checked all the boxes. You can't get a more star-studded cast. You don't get a more respected director than an Oscar winner. And Rum Tum Tugger is a legacy role. A standout character in a classic musical. Even when I saw the trailer, I got chills down my spine. I thought it was going to change the world. Anytime that you defy the rules, there's going to be some pushback, obviously. It's an incredible piece of art done by some of the best people in the world. Shut the fuck up. This is how I can tell he has only hangers on. He only has yes men around him. I mean, if one of your best friends, closest people, came to you with those sentiments, on like, I'm going to do this movie Cats... I think it's going to change the world. Like, you don't let them do that, right? It depends. I'd say how much are they paying? That's one, right? And look, as long as you know this shit ain't, this shit ain't real, man. Like, 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 this is disaster. Like, if I, if my friend were a great actor who was not hurting on the money, I'd tell him not to do it. Right. Right? Because it's like, it's your reputation. Is Idris Elba broke? Look, he does a lot of Tyler Perry movies, so that's definitely a red flag. Like, not everything is okay with you if you, you got to do the Tyler Perry circuit. That's usually, I'm hard up, I need some, I need some cash, man, can you help me out? What did Tony think, Zach? All right, Tony Medley, back. It's been a while, right? Been a long while. Been a long time. The last Tony film was a zero out of ten for Grown Ups 2. <laughs> It's been a while. Tony Medley. When I saw the Broadway musical Cats, it was at the old Schubert Theater in Century City, and I was in the front row. Of course you were. The main thing I remember positive about the experience was that during intermission, one of the cats in the cast was crouched under an alcove just in front of my seat and just looked at me throughout the intermission, as a real cat might do. I love the old Broadway musicals. But when that charming interlude is what I remember, it should be clear that one of the few musicals I didn't like was Cats. Andrew Lloyd Webber's least melodic of all his musicals because of the bland music, except for Memory, a great song deserving to have achieved the status of a standard. So had no anticipation of liking this movie, and I wasn't disillusioned. For one thing, for those who enshrine Ellen Page's and Betty Buckley's iconic performance of Memory in the original London and Broadway productions respectively, 
Jennifer Hudson's prelude rendition is a horror. Hudson does a little better with the reprise, but not much. Just watching Paige's performance linked above is more entertaining than this entire film. Lloyd Webber wrote the music, teaming with Taylor Swift, also in the cast, for the lyrics of a better-than-mediocre new song for the film, Beautiful Ghosts. In order to fit in with the rest of the lackluster music in this play, it is not what you would call hummable, although the melody is really not that bad. Tellingly, it was left off of the Academy's short list of 15 songs for nomination as original song for the Oscars. As an aside, my bridge friend, the late concert pianist Leonard Panario, held Lloyd Webber in low regard. What? Claiming that his melodies were derivative of earlier works. <laughs> and in fact, some have claimed that memory is strikingly similar to the main melody in Ravel's Bolero. But that doesn't make memory any less, well, memorable. Zing! No. Directed by Tom Hooper, who also has a writing credit on the script by Lee Hall based on T.S. Eliot's poetry collection Old Possum's Books of Practical Cats, there is a magnificent ballet halfway through. That's about the only good thing that I can say about this. Three out of ten? Yep. Nailed it. That shouldn't surprise me, I guess. Shout out to Leonard Panario. Yeah, for, yeah, for, Absolutely. Shocking that he didn't like the the black woman's rendition of a mo- of a song he likes. <laughs> also, thoughts and prayers with you right now, Tony Medley. I'm sure this is a tough week for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Golden dumpster nominees. The names of the cats, all of them. The face in the hole CGI. The cockroaches. Rebel Wilson unzipping herself, Jason Derulo's CGI removed dong, Ian McKellen lapping water, the catnip shaker, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and mice diddly dupping. This one's easy. I said I called it earlier. It's the scene with the mice. The gumby cat. And then she starts dancing, like chucking and jiving in front of it. Uh-huh. Like that that was just like I knew there was gonna be nothing in this movie. It was gonna be as offensive. And as deplorable as that part. For me, I'm going to say anytime Idris Elba left a scene. Meow! McCavity! <laughs> I'm going to take Jason Derulo's CGI removed dong. There's an out-of-context cinephone for you right there. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right, Maze. I guess I'm the only one that needs to go, and I'm supposed to go first, so I'll just complete the sweep and phobe this there son of a bitch. There we go. Yes. <laughs> I had hope. I don't know why. Why? I, no, I thought explain it might be, yourself. What? No, what the fuck? I thought it might be good-bad. I knew it was going to be terrible. Like, Don't get me wrong. I knew that there was going to be no chance that it would be underrated or good but i thought that it would be more fun and i was amazed at how confusing and boring and pointless it was and i cannot believe that this is like one of the biggest musicals of all time doesn't make sense so you didn't pick this to hurt us i definitely picked it to hurt a mean because i knew that there's no chance he would give a musical any sort of chance Okay. But no, it was, this wasn't this wasn't supposed to be nuclear, but it was, which is the best part. That was a little surprise for all of us. Is so you're just a curious cat here. There's a bomb going off. I, pussy bomb. <laughs> it's got that bomb ass pussy. Got a problem with pussy. 
fucking HL. <laughs> so you're an accidental terrorist. The accidental terrorist. Sounds like another future <laughs> Cinefo movie. Yeah. I feel like the accidental terrorist would be an Adam Sandler movie. Like LL Cool J is an accidental racist. Remember that song? Accidental racist. <laughs> I didn't know it was a bomb. Yeah. I did not know I was supposed to do that. Yeah. My cavity! <laughs> cavity! Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade. My big problem is, it's my pick, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. I, I want to pick something that hurts Zach, but like, I feel like <laughs> I don't have to pick something that hurts Maze. Yes. But I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the, let me look, look at the spreadsheet. What can hurt Maze? The man who inflicted cats upon himself. Yeah, I don't think that's possible at this point, right? No, no, I think it is possible because this is what I'm going to do. Ah, I'm going to use math on my side. Okay. Like I'm going to use an analytics. So what I'm analytics gonna, guru Amino Hassan. So first things first, go into the filter, and I got to pick all the movies that Maze has phobed. I do like Amin showing his work. Problem Child, Coffee and Kareem. Curious Teen what's Witch, good. This is strange. This is a strange. Million technique. days. Of, oh, okay, hold on. All right. Okay, I think I'm into something here. I mean, I've got ideas. If you need some help, based on my quick analysis, looking at my list of movies. I've deduced, I think I might have found like a, a happy medium, mm. the kind of movie that both of y'all would hate. Okay. And if I'm lucky, I'm going to make y'all rent it too. I hope it's on stars. <laughs> he doesn't have stars? <laughs> oh, in that case, I think exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go with the 2008 film, Drill Bit Taylor. That kid had a career. He was in Drew Bit Taylor. That's right. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's on stars. <laughs> Is it Owen Wilson? It's Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. Hi, I'm Maria Bamford, and welcome to Cleaning Up After Your Cat. I'm here with my good friend, Matt. I was surprised you would come on after all the things we've been through together. It's so important to clean up after your cat, Matt, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Do you clean up after your cat? No! <laughs> and that's why we broke up! <laughs> what are your cat's names? Mr. Mistopheles. Okay. And Skimbleshanks. Skimbleshanks. And Chrisabella. And Chrisabella. Okay. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.